Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio, Speed City. Good evening, gearheads. Welcome to Speed City. We are so fired up. We are one week away from Formula One right here in our little town of Austin. Little old Elroy. Out there in little old Elroy. This is John Massengill. That was Jonathan Austin, Green. Austin, Texas, baby. Austin, Texas, baby. <laughs> that's right. That's and that's right. Les Kaiser. Welcome to the show, guys. If anybody uh, finds my voice out there on the curvy roads today, please bring it back to town. Yeah, Les is out there doing, yelling about some Longhorn football. I don't know what's wrong with yeah, that. I've been yelling yeah. cowboy football. I know, man. We've had a good weekend in Texas football. Cowboys. What the do? Uh, the Aggies won, too. All right. Everybody won. Well, it's, it's a big here. party. Uh, but but we're, not, we're not talking football, yeah. boys. We we also have a, a gentleman in studio that we are so excited about. He's been on the show before. Welcome back, Andy Stobart, head of communications for Renault F1. Hello. Howdy. How you doing? Good. <laughs> he almost sound authentic we're, with we're, that howdy, you know? Yeah, that was that good. Was good. In fact, there's been a few. A few we've, we've spotted a few F1 folk getting here early. You kind of like our city, right? Well, can I say that it is, it is a great place to go. Uh, <laughs> if you look at the calendar, we don't, not that many of us go to Sochi uh, in advance uh, of the race. But yeah, for sure, we come to Austin. <laughs> yeah, come to Austin. If we can, we get here. That's fair enough. Uh, well, we're looking forward. We are a week out. Uh, we've also got a live guest today. Yeah. Who's going to be racing next weekend. And we kind of continued our theme. Yeah, Sabre Cook. Talk about her, Jonathan. Yeah, she's a young, uh, which well, actually only just started in um, USF4, uh, but has got a distinguished uh, karting career. We're going to talk to her. And so she's just coming here for the first time to the Circuit of the Americas. I know she's excited. Um, and it's great because it comes on a week when a new series has just been announced um, worldwide, and it's going to be Europe to start with, um, called W Series, women's, a women's series only, a formula series based on Formula 3 cars, the latest Formula 3 car. Uh, and I'm genuinely excited. I, you know, I've been very cynical about an all-women's series, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of turning the other way now because it, something needs to change because it's just not changing quick enough for the girls who want to advance to the higher levels. And um, maybe Sabre's one of them. Well, there's been everybody's had an opinion about this on yeah. on social media, but I'm really excited to hear a young female race driver's opinion about the new W. Yeah, likewise. But yeah, we we're excited because we've got everything coming that we've been watching all year. Been so excited, but it's all coming back to our little town here in Austin, Texas. And we it, should get a a new world champion crowned out of it. Yeah, it's very likely that that could happen. Obviously, that has to happen by Lewis Hamilton winning the race and Sebastian Vettel finishing third or worse. So we shall see. That would be 
five in a row for Lewis Hamilton if he does that. Wouldn't bet against it, would you? Five in a row here in Austin. Mm. That that would be. In fact, I think that would tie uh, Ayrton Senna for five in a row at the same same circuit. Circuit, yeah. I'll tell you what, with him and Marquez <laughs> in MotoGP, yeah. we should get them both together. Coming here to Austin, yeah. Well, Andy, we want to talk to you about this because uh, you just said you guys love coming to Austin, and I know you've been able to enjoy some of the fun here, ACL and all that, but uh, but let's talk about Austin and what's about to happen here and and what the Renault team is getting prepared for here. Uh, well, well, we want we want to be here for a good fight on track. Um, we're not there yet with the top guys. You know, we're not challenging for podiums yet. That's um, hopefully where we're going a couple of years down the line. Um, but yeah, we want to be up there in the top ten in the points. Um, come the come the checkered flag. You guys got to be happy with where you are, fourth in the standings right now. Yeah, I mean that's kind of best of the rest. It's a cliche yeah. phrase, but but it is there. You've got the top three drives, uh, the top three teams in Formula One. Um, they've both got two cars, obviously. So that's six places. You're fighting for those four places really to get the points. If nothing bad happens to the guys ahead, you know some of the some of the drivers do try and help us in those top three teams and drive off the track or have issues. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we we, we want to be there in the points. And unless we forget, I mean, we're talking about, and you've been around Formula One for a long time now. I mean, you know, this is a team that's that came from the Lotus team that, that's had some up and downs over the years. It's had some massive success, Renault, uh, as a team and also as an engine manufacturer. Um, are you know a lot of people now with the, the signing of Ricardo, a lot of people talking quite uh, positively. Does it, is that a feeling in the team that, that Renault could back, go back to their their glory days? I mean, that's all the approach. So um, when Renault brought back into becoming a team at the end of 2015, they bought the team 2016, uh, the beginning it was launched, it was very much a, a, a statement of intent. There's a progression. There's a, there's a plan uh, to grow yeah, the headcount. We're, we're now 50% more people working on the chassis than there was uh, at the beginning of 2016. Uh, and that's wow. not something you do overnight. It has been upgraded and everything, but we've got you know 50% extra people. So... Uh, you know that that showing and one extra person obviously next year uh daniel ricardo who everyone's very excited about i, I think that actually s speaks volumes to where you guys are because there's no question i mean everybody's been talking about where he would drive next year and it seems like ferrari were a possibility it seems like there was still talk of mercedes i mean you know he is he, he is one of those drivers that frankly anybody would be happy because he's not only fast he's personable he's a great character and I don't, you know I don't know how his his results compare to his teammates but he he he's never disappointed uh even in, even when he was with Vettel I mean I think you know I, I've been talking to some people about you know last week we were talking to Dakota Dickerson about what's going to happen next year when Charles Leclerc comes on because we could have a repeat of a young guy coming into the team and you know basically taking it to him which is what um uh Ricardo did with Vettel for sure at Red Bull well, Andy, I had to ask you because it was such a huge surprise to everybody, all of us, not, nobody that I knew had any idea that, that Daniel Ricciardo was coming. But, uh, I mean, do you guys feel the way that Jonathan does, that this guy is the complete package, that he's got everything? I mean, what's, what's the inside take on that? Oh, absolutely. He's, you know, you look in the paddock, if there's a driver you want, he's, he's going to be definitely right up at the top of the list. So uh, we're very happy he's coming to join the team. Uh, and, and let's not forget as well, we've got Nico Hulkenberg there. So between the two of them, that's mm. a pretty formidable uh, lineup we have next year. We don't have a bad lineup here um, yeah. this year either with say, yeah. uh, Carlos Sainz is a damn fine peddler too. So we're, you know, it's a bit of an embarrassment of riches almost. Well, Jonathan said it, what, a couple of weeks ago when, or two or three weeks ago, whenever 
we were talking about this. He said, Renault's the team to watch next year, really. You know, well, especially given what he just said is that I think that, you know, Hulkenberg has, has proven many times before he can be consistent all the time. And he's kind of the walking quiet one of Formula One because I don't think anybody's ever questioned and he wouldn't have, you know, you just can't keep a job in Formula One unless you deliver. And, and I just got a feeling that Ricardo, knowing his sort of persona and also his speed, could actually bring out the best uh, of the Hulk. And I think they'll get on well. Um, and like you say, uh, he's come to lead the team and he's come to win the one thing that's eluded him, which is a world title. So, uh, yeah, I've got a good feeling about it um, because I keep saying it, and Andy knows, what, what you know, back when I started following Formula One, Williams were winning everything with <laughs> Renault. Everything. And, and it's funny that in the last few years... When you hear Red Bull, you know, kind of constantly giving them a hard time, it's like, guys, you, you seem to forget history a little bit here. They know what they're doing. <laughs> well, Andy, I've got some questions for you. I want to talk a little bit about the best of the rest category. Renault is certainly one of them. Some of the things that have come up, you know, one of, one of the debates I was following online was, uh, was interesting. It brought up the best of the rest. And when they are flagged with a blue flag, told to move aside to let the leaders come through. Mm. Well, the debate, the point that I walked away with that was really powerful is the money, even at the back of the, the grid, means a lot to that team, possibly more than it means to the, the front runner. <laughs> and it's a bigger handicap. And the, uh, the discussion really, I felt like, expressed that when we have to pull aside we're as hot and heavy into this competition as anybody trying to get that next spot for the next grade of cash. Um, what do you think about the idea of eliminating blue flags? I mean, this will just be like a personal opinion, and it's something that comes up quite a lot with you know other forms of motor racing as well, not just Formula One. Uh, it, it's a, Honestly, my personal would be get rid of blue flags. Make the drivers go around them. Yep, they're in championship battles, but everyone's out there to race. Mm. So um, do that. And that's not to say that cars still won't let a faster car pass because the quickest way for you to go. And also what we have seen as well. So sometimes for somebody who's uh, down the lower end of the points, uh, trying to get somebody, say, in P11, fighting for P10. They've got the P10 car in front of them. They've got the points. Uh, the leader of the race comes up behind them. We've seen it before, so the clever driver judges where's best on the lap to, right, I can let the first guy past because the guy ahead of me will then have to let him through at the next corner and, that's your, and I yeah. just sit in behind and go, thank you very much, yeah. sail by. So, you know, it does help you know mm -hmm. people uh, who have to let them pass at times. But and it, it, a lot of this goes back to how difficult these cars are to pass um, because of the aero. And that's something Formula One's working for, regulations next year and beyond. They're, they're really looking at how do you make them easier to go close behind, not um, cause damage to the tyres and, and this kind of thing. How do you get it so that the cars can pass? Because we have seen it and we've seen some great races where a leader has ended up at the back of the field for whatever reason and they have to fight their way through. Sometimes they, they can do it amazingly. Certain trucks... Uh, certain tracks and aero configurations, they can be stuck behind someone and having a great deal of difficulty and not getting past. I mean, famously, uh, Fernando Alonso was stuck behind um, Petrov in mm -hmm. uh, Abu Dhabi. He couldn't get past. It was a faster mm -hmm. car he was in at that time. Uh, and, and that was, you know, championship influencing. There is no blue flags, even when you <laughs> sometimes drivers try and create 
uh, when they're out of position, the idea and try and shout on the radio that there should be blue flags. It's no, no, everyone's, if you're uh, racing for that spot, you're racing for that spot. But it's an interesting topic. I mean, maybe we get rid of them for a year and see what happens. I think, uh, I think that's it. And, you know, one of the other things I know, you know, Renault and, and some of the other teams towards the back are concerned with budgets and the money that comes in. Uh, have you heard any good valid ideas about getting more money to the rest of the grid, not just the front runners? Mm-hmm. I, I think the idea uh, at the moment with Liberty coming in is is to bring more money full stop into the sport. So uh, if the water rises, everyone, all the boats go up, you know, so let, let's try and get more money into the sport, more interest. Um, I know you guys are trying with, you know, you've got the show on Sirius and all this kind of thing. This is, uh, you know, trying to bring the interest to get more uh, money for the whole sport. Um, th- there's talk of budget caps. There's talk of otherwise uh, of doing that. Um, I, I I couldn't tell you uh, exactly because yeah. there's there's a lot of money. There's a lot of deals. There's a lot of vested interest there. Yeah. So it's such a simple question. I don't know why you can't get it out. Fess <laughs> <laughs> up. Yeah. Come on. But <laughs> it is. But it, it does bring up uh, what this changeover is. Uh, literally, um, from a model that Bernie Eccleston created and did very well off himself and made the people around him very rich too, to what effectively will be, uh, you know, Liberty's legacy, if that's the right word, in 10, 20 years' time, will be whether they can turn their model, their thought, their sort of American process of sport uh, into something different and bring different forms of money. And they're trying already, um, but it's it's costing them right now. Mm-hmm. They put a lot of money into, uh, to, into to social media, which Bernie didn't. Um, so there's a lot of things being tried, and as, as Andy quite rightly points out, you know, we desperately want better racing, closer racing, more overtaking. Um, otherwise, we will lose um, the, the fandom, especially the youngsters. Yep. All right, guys, well, let's go ahead and take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll have more with Andy Stobart from the Renault F1 team. And later in the show, we have Sabre Cook, a young female driver. Get, to her, get her take on her career and the new W Series. Listen to Speed City live in Austin back after these messages. Hey, beer people, it's Christine Salas. And I'm Daytona. Salas Brewery is back in Austin and brewing again. Oh, Salas does it ring a bell for some of you? Well, for the last 17 years, we've been crafting the perfect comeback. We've returned to our roots with Salas White, a famous local favorite. Plus, we're creating some fresh new brews. And whether it's the first time you've tasted our family's legendary beer, or the millionth, we're thrilled to be back. Swing by your local store, watering hole, or our brewery, and let's catch up over beers. Salas, Austin's original craft brewery. Envy Augusta motorcycles are the epitome of Italian style, precisely crafted with a passion for two-wheel art on wheels. Ducati Austin are the only Envy Augusta and Ducati factory authorized technicians in Austin, servicing all European brands. Check the Brutali Sport Naked, the most extreme essential naked bike ever. Or the Turismo Veloce 800, the first revolutionary tourer to be built by Envy Augusta. Or if you want a pedigree steeped in racing, then look no further than the World Supersport winning triple F3, 675 and 800. Or go all out for the ultimate legendary F4 MV Augusta. Italian style with Texas soul. Trade-in, consignments welcome and financing available. Ducati Austin and the home of MV Augusta at 818 Breaker Lane, just east of I-35. 
The Austin East KOA Campground, just 15 minutes from Circuit of the Americas and downtown Austin, and just two minutes from the Travis County Expo Center and Central Texas Fishing in Decker Lake. Featuring amenities for every style of camping, from tent sites to luxury RV pull-throughs and cabins, plus a pool, showers, and laundry. Nestled in tall oak trees on the edge of the hill country, all the pleasures of the Lone Star State await you at Austin East KOA. To make your reservation, visit AustinEastKOA.com. Lone Star Rally Cross, a family-friendly time trial loose surface racing series with affordable events, quality competition, and an emphasis on having fun. Co-founded by multi-time SCCA solo and Rally Cross national champion, Rally America class champion, and Pikes Peak Hill Climb winner Breanne Corn and her brother Kevin Corn. Race the same car you drive to work on Monday. Just 20 minutes from the Circuit of the Americas at the state's only purpose-built rally cross facility online at lonestarrallycross.com talk 1370 the right choice so andy prio driving for ford chip ganassi racing and this is speed city welcome back to the fastest hour in radio speed city <laughs> Britney Spears yeah, coming baby. to Formula One. She's now, coming right here. Now, Brutalars is Saturday night. Britney Spears is Sunday, Sunday night, night, right? Yeah. yeah. I know a lot of people that are doing the usual. They're asking me for tickets because they want to go see the concerts. Because they know you're a cool dude, right? Well, they, they know that we probably have stumbled across a ticket. We had uh, a bunch of our ticket winners email in and stuff saying thanks we had we had a, several people come from all over the country well you know what's funny i went to uh stevie wonder last year and the 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 the, the, the drivers actually genuinely just just hung out i saw i saw daniel ricardo with his red bull shirt on last year at the concert in the people crowd getting his, yeah people getting his autograph of vettel was there that's neat it's yeah. kind of cool well yeah i had one of my a friend of mine in my office he was saying his daughter was Standing next to him, she kept going, I don't know who this guy was, but everybody was looking at him. It turns out it was Vettel. <laughs> she was right next to him. Yeah. Hey, if you want to join the conversation, give us a call, 512-643-LIVE, 512-643-5483. Now's your chance to talk to someone who's in the middle of the Formula One circus. We got Andy Stobart, head of communications for the Renault Formula One team. Yeah, give us a call. I'll tell you what, I'd really like to get some insight, and we often do this when we're at the track, but give us just a, a smorgasbord of the logistics. How many people... <laughs> Do you, do, you know, on average, go to uh, represent Renault at a just like let's say start with cooks <laughs> or, or, or some of the catering because it's just an amazing. It's a fair setup, uh, and and I'll, I'll go a bit bigger than that and okay. just tell you we've got about six hundred and eighty people in the factory to make two cars a year. Ah. Uh, Wow. <laughs> Near 400 people who did work on the power uh, unit side wow. of things as well. So that, 400 that, that's, people. That's a, and and a this isn't a union shop. It's not <laughs> like I only turn the screws clockwise and <laughs> yeah. you called the other guy. Yeah. So, you, so if you're Carlos Sanz and you just throw it in the wall in practice, you're going, oh, no. Just <laughs> 600 people yeah. apologize. Yeah. People. And then I go home. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You've got to go around the factory. That'll take you a few days. What's the um, average trip ab abroad then? When you, and when then you... we've got it. We bring about 80 people um, to a race. Uh, so you've got 10 teams. Uh, you know, all hoteling and all All cars. hoteling, ah. all on expenses, uh, all going out and uh, trying some uh, local beers. And <laughs> so you can see just from the teams alone, let alone the fans who come in, that brings a lot of money uh, to anywhere we go. 
Yeah, and of course, you've got to entertain uh, the whatever the, the the sponsors are from around the world. Course, There'll probably be some course. from here. Um, yeah. I'm not sure, sure. Xfinity's one, I know. Yeah. Um, but you've got multiple different sponsors from all over the world. Yeah, I mean, we've we got you know Microsoft, a yep. very big American company. <laughs> that's that's on the car, uh, and then Infinity. Uh, that's uh, um, the car brand that's sold in the US. You can't buy Renaults in the US, or not? Yeah. Uh, not new cars. What's uh, is is would you say the busiest for you or the team is is the British Grand Prix because you're based there? Uh, but we're a French team, so the French so, Grand yeah. Prix came on the calendar this year. That was pretty busy. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, we've got a Spanish driver, so yeah. uh, Spain was pretty busy. German driver, so Germany was yep. pretty busy. Monaco's always busy. First race of the season, Australia's always busy. This one, this one ain't quiet either. No, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It's, a, it's I always think that people don't really understand the logistics uh, or don't get to hear about it as much because uh, I love it. I think it's fascinating. That's uh, why uh, we've been backstage, as it were. And yeah. seen, like I said, the catering just for me does it. Does my head in, and there's a whole You're just world thinking in of there. food again. I'm right? thinking of <laughs> yeah. I saw a time lapse of one of the circuits when they took it from just a blank parking lot and all that and brought in the paddock and all the buildings. It was really fascinating to see mm. what happens in about seven or eight days yeah, yeah. in those. Oh, I mean, they've they been really building it for the last two weeks, yeah, back in, yeah. Uh, in Austin. Yeah, yeah, Coda's been tweeting out as the shipments arrive. And, you know, you talk about all of you, all the 80 people that you guys bring, but, but then the cars. Remember that one year we talked to the guys that fly the oh, 747s? Yeah. Yeah. The Australian guys. Yeah, the, yep. that's probably, is it still the same company, the Australian guys that bring all the, mm -hmm. the cars? I could, I, I imagine so. I'm, I'm not 100% sure. Well, that, that's a fascinating story too, thinking about those guys with all those cars on there, all those all those teams and all that money on those 747s, please land it safely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> and, and, you know, for everyone else who, uh, like Johnny's into their logistics, we, we've got two, two elements of kit. There's the air freight and the sea freight. So, the freight, uh, like you don't want to be shipping toolboxes or well, flying them around the world. So you have several sets, four sets. So the kit that did the Australian Grand Prix, the spanners that were used on the car in Australia, <laughs> might then get used in China. The ones used in Austin might have been earlier, used earlier in the year in um, Bahrain, somewhere like that. <laughs> yeah, so sure. it, it, this stuff kind of leapfrog the sequence. So exactly. That, so what's exactly the usual? That. So what is the thing that when you get there on a Thursday or Wednesday night, somebody says, ah! Charges? What is it? <laughs> Cup of tea? <laughs> well, um, we do uh, something where we have um, people we, who bring out parts, mm -hmm. uh, and the only reason they're coming out later in the weekend some... is to bring some parts. That's so wild. someone from the factory, if we need, you know, uh, I don't know, a, a side pod or something yeah. like that, or, uh, you know, <clears throat> any yeah. kind of bit. A bit of hand luggage. Just, and, and it's usually aero bits because those are the bits that are made, mm -hmm. produced right up to you because you're always spending time trying right. to make it better, better, better. Yeah, so I, I, quite, spoke, I spoke to a guy a little while, yeah. did exactly that. He flew from Austin to London with a suitcase with nothing in it, <laughs> traded it, they gave him some parts, he turned around and he came back in, got right back on the plane and flew all the way back. And he goes, I don't even get to stay the night. <laughs> I, I don't know which team does that because that's a tough way to do it. Because yeah. we, we send our guys from the factory. We, we have, yeah. a, for every Grand Prix, we've got a number of people who say, yeah, I, I'm willing. You know, I've got the weekend free. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, fly well, me out there. he was in the classic Lotus team. Ah, oh, so, so yeah, yeah. yeah, not the same setup. Not the same setup. Yeah. Like, yeah, he not hasn't got a factory budget either. 680 people, all, you know, yeah. putting their names down to well, quite fancy to come and see a race. And you talk about folks getting in early. The other day, I had a great time yesterday afternoon handing uh, 
Ben and Malcolm from the Pirelli team, a uh, Celis beer. They, oh, yeah. <laughs> Making friends over Celis beer. That's what there we do go. here. I, I do know that we're not being handed beers here this evening. So uh, I, <laughs> yeah, I don't, know. I, I don't yeah, yeah. know what's going on. We no yeah. longer allow microphone lube in the studio. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's set a precedent that we can't repeat one time a few years ago. So no more alcohol in the studio. Hey, we got you see, we got to see Paul McCartney. We did a bit of ACL. Yeah. Ah, we did that. I've heard of him. Yeah. Yeah, he's a beetle. Hey, Andy. So, what about is there is there any particular story of something that that came in last minute that was like literally rushing in the back door and got bolted on the car or anything like that? That's remarkably commonplace, and you'll see it if you stand and <laughs> look in the paddock on a Thursday when we're doing our media stuff, uh, or even sometimes even on a Friday morning, uh, you do see the parts, or even even in the weekend. So the car will run on a Friday and it'd be slightly different on the Saturday morning because the bits bits arrived. So it, it happens a lot. It does happen a lot. That's awesome. I love the fact it, that it's... It, in, fact, in fact, we had... Uh, where did we race last? I can't even remember. <laughs> Russia. Last. It's been a busy Japan. season. Japan. Uh, Japan. Uh, we had a new floor for Carlos because his floor got uh, damaged in Sochi. So we had a new floor arrive over the course of the weekend so he could race with another one. Wow. <laughs> Wow, this wow, is an wow. important weekend, though. You are in a big battle for fourth place with Haas. Uh, who else Shh. is in that? <laughs> who else is in that? Who that's, else that's... could beat Haas and possibly take you I, on? I, I try not to think of who okay. could beat us. Uh, <laughs> it's, we've got a few races left. We, we had a really good start to the year. Uh, and then, yeah, we, we we're under a bit of pressure. Um, we're hoping to deliver. But there's, yeah, mathematically, uh, it, it's quite close, that battle. It is pretty close. You've got, you know, interesting teams in the mix. Um, yeah. I, I, I can't talk about the people who might beat us. We're, 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 we're hoping to prevail. That's that's what we're uh, we're fighting for. Uh, if anybody's been listening to the show, they know that I've been uh, on Haas Renault watch all season yes, long. Yes, you have. I noticed you didn't wear gonna... your Haas cheerleader outfit today. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad about that. I'm going to hold my tongue go. a little bit tonight with Andy in the studio. But... He, he does have a long reach on you. I, you know, I, I will ask you about that. How How is Haas looked at uh, in, you know, because everybody at the beginning when this came about with, with You're the still smart about it, aren't you? <laughs> but yeah. but how, how, how are they looked at as, I mean, is it... Is it that they kind of are skirted around the rules? Um, is it good for the sport, their American team? How, how do they look at us? Oh, I mean, it's great to have any team in the sport, uh, full stop. Um, and they're doing a very good job, clearly. Um, and, yeah, I mean, there's obviously a judgment was made against them that they've appealed. That's all going through its due process with the FIA. And um, we'll hear the, the verdict of that. I don't know uh, who's, who brought that up. I don't know. Sure. Was that actually you, Andy? That, not me personally. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> not me personally. Uh, um, but yeah, it, it's, it's, a, it's a topic of the sport. You know, you've got the rules, so uh, they get enforced. And sometimes you have to bring things to people's attention because <laughs> the rules haven't been followed. And, you know, that's why the governing body's there. And that's why there's an appeal process. And that's, that's what's going on. That's how it works. All right, guys. Well, we're gonna we're gonna do something a little different tonight because we are welcoming on a new sponsor. We are so excited about this new sponsor because he knows they, where all the cool cars are. He knows where all the cool cars are in the entire planet. But uh, we're really excited because Haggerty Insurance is now a sponsor of the show, and we're gonna bring on right now Sean Walker from Haggerty. Sean, welcome to the show. Hi. How are you? Uh, we are great, and we're really excited to have you guys as a sponsor. And I, I want you to, I mean, one of the reasons we're so excited is because you guys do all kinds of classic car insurance. Everybody knows you. I mean, when you say classic if car it's insurance. collectible, 
called yeah, Sean. It, well, it's it's Haggerty is the, I mean they're the only company. I don't even know another one. But also Sean was telling us about the motorsports side, something new uh, where you can actually insure your race car up to a point. Isn't that right, Sean? Absolutely. So we have um, evolved over the past few years from our core product of the classic car, the collector car, and we've um, expanded our appetite, uh, so to say, to include race cars. So we can cover your race car if it's in storage. We can cover it while it's on the trailer and even in the paddock area um, of the track. Now, when you get onto that racetrack, it's in your own hands, of course. Um, but but we'll, we'll stay with you all the way up to that start line. And then if you're doing a, a high-performance driving education event, um, we can cover you for just that event. So that's Ooh, a very unique product that's in our cool. field. If you, yeah, if you're doing a three-day event out of Coda, you want to make sure that you're covered uh, in case of some unforeseen incident. Um, we can handle that. So we're really excited to to expand. Yeah, that's a big deal because I know a lot of people love to take their car out on Coda or any other track. But but you guys are doing so much. It's a lot of different stuff, Sean. I mean, it, it, you know, insurance itself is not the most exciting thing. But the fact that you're doing the race cars, that's great. But also you guys are uh, are doing things like the, the drive share and events and all kinds of things. Yeah, absolutely. I like to brag that I have the best job in insurance you could possibly ever have. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> we're not doing a lot, a whole lot of insurance meetings anymore. We we like to think of ourselves as a lifestyle company that makes most of its money from selling insurance, um, and we're that's becomes evident in the events that we're throwing. I uh, just this weekend did a track drive with some collectors in conjunction with the Park Place Showcase in Dallas, Texas. Um, we had. Scott Pruitt come out and speak to us and we sampled his wine. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and talked about his race career and it was a, a fantastic day. And uh, I don't think you'll ever get to do that with your, uh, your standard insurance company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've had Scott on the show and he loves to talk about his wine, but, but yeah. Um, well, I, I, what about the drive share? I mean, I, this is similar to some of the other services, but you have super awesome, cool cars. Absolutely. So it's a peer-to-peer car rental service, um, and we launched it at Pebble Beach in 2017. Um, and yeah, it's exactly that. So if you're a collector and you want to share your car and share the hobby with somebody that wants to rent, their, rent your car, you can put it on our platform, uh, be fully insured and protected with your collector car out on the road um, and, uh, and a rental agreement um, protecting you while they're driving it. Uh, on top of that, if you're a driver and you want to drive up Route 66 in an awesome Porsche, you can go over to DriveShare and, and can rent you that tell car. Tell Sean and I already had a discussion about this. <laughs> <laughs> He's choosing your favorites. <laughs> uh, I might have been catering a little bit. <laughs> well, Sean, you know we've been having our our car show events over at Sellis Brewery that have just exploded. And if you haven't been to one of those yet, was it the third Wednesday yeah. of every month? You bet. Uh, fourth Wednesday. Fourth Wednesday. And, okay. uh, but uh, actually, Sean's going to help us debut the uh, the November event is going to be the first one in the new Cellus Beer Garden. We're going to have four times the space that you've been seeing around Cellus dedica- dedicated not only to the cool cars, but motorcycles are starting to come in and show interest. So we're going to give the motorcycles their own spot. That's awesome. I like well, it. Well, Sean, I know you're gonna. You guys are going to try to get some of your customers out there that have probably the coolest cars in the area. That uh, to come out to be a part of that event. Yeah, so um, 
what we're going to do is we're going to source a uh, new car every month to spotlight at the Sellis Brewery event. Um, and in order to come see that car, you can come over to the Haggerty area and check out the car that I will have sourced from a private collector in the Austin, greater Austin area. Um, and every week, I think I'm going to come on and talk about it, aren't I? Yeah, that's exactly to us. That's the plan. <laughs> so they might want to get used to hearing my voice. There you go. Well, Sean Walker. Yeah, so we'll go. We'll go bumper to bumper, and we'll go through some great facts and uh, and make sure that we talk about the unique cars that we bring out. Yeah, and and with you know with I guarantee there's going to be some people are thinking, well, I want to know some of the insurance details of like this because there's there are some differences in just your average everyday car insurance. You know whether it's a second car or whatever, so that's going to be fascinating to to yep. talk about, Sean. I appreciate it. But Sean Walker with Haggerty Insurance, we appreciate you coming on, and we're very excited about our new partnership. And uh, we will talk to you uh, next week. Thanks so much, guys. We're excited too. Can't wait to get started. All right, all right. Sean. Talk to Thanks, you soon. Sean. Yeah, he, you, you don't don't bother calling him with that Honda Accord, please. <laughs> yeah, he's got the best job in insurance. You mean no you want to do my Tacoma? Uh, no, not uh, the way you drive it. No, okay. no. I know, and Andy was awfully quiet over there. He's got, a, he's he, got he, a he's, car that he's, he's looking he's, for insurance right now. We're going to have to he's, connect uh, him up. Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he was listening intently. There you <laughs> go. Indeed. All right, so uh, if you want to call and ask Andy a question about Formula One, you got a, a, somebody who lives and breathes it, 512-643-LIVE, 512-643-5483. Okay, can we get some, like, juicy gossip? You can you can leave the name <laughs> out. Let's hear What's the juiciest <laughs> gossip in the paddock this season? <laughs> Couldn't possibly tell you. It involves yeah. me. Uh, yeah, he's got a huge grin on his face right now and, and leaning away from the microphone. Uh, but, uh, but Andy, uh, we got to talk about uh, what you guys, you talked about prepping for here in Austin. But what do you guys, when you get, do you ever get a chance to go have some fun? I know there's a little bit of fun early when you get here, but does anybody stay in Austin after the race or spend some time here? Uh, in fact, we, we all are staying here. Uh, <clears throat> on, in Mexico? Um, before we go to Mexico, so we will have a nice Monday um, oh, to good. kick back and a bit of relaxation time for some of the team. Some of the team have to go straight away because they're in the, the crew that does the setup. Um, but yeah, some of us do get are very lucky and fortunate to spend an extra day here in Austin and then Tuesday we head over to Mexico for the next one. What's your favourite in terms of, I mean, it gets, I mean, I've done what you do and it's, it's travelling the world. It can get very tiring uh, and it's a long year, but are there certain places that you always like to look forward to going to? I mean, I'm not clearly going to say Austin because it is a great place. Yeah. Uh, but there's other ones on the calendar. There's, I, I, I think you need a diversity. If we had mm. 21 races in Austin, Texas, maybe we'd get a bit <laughs> samey. Yeah. Um, so I used to love Budapest because I, I know it was somewhere I probably wouldn't have gone. Yeah, fabulous city. There's a lot of, you know, different races. And if you have come in and, you know, enjoyed the, the racing here at Cota, it's well worth going and sampling it in another city because there's there's some interesting places we go over the course of a year. We sent Les to Spa. We definitely recommended that one to him. And I think oh, Albert, yeah. Albert Park's another one. Oh, uh, and Singapore. Singapore. And Singapore, yeah. Singapore, and Monaco. That's the only one I've ever been to outside of Austin is Monaco. But yeah, yeah, yeah it's not a bad one. But Not a bad one at all. I think Singapore would be the next one on my list right now make it so make there it happen we'll, we'll be there next year uh, yeah you've got to always set somewhere to get a cup of tea then <laughs> exactly there you go but it's not going to match a jonathan green cup of tea no doubt no, absolutely all right so we have another guest on the line it's a really fascinating time to have a female driver on the line because of this new w series that's that's been it's, it's been controversial and uh, you know we have been a huge supporter of female drivers on speed city and uh, I, and i think this is 
the, the conversation that it generates is fantastic. And I don't know if this is the answer. I don't know what's going to be the best way to have more success for female drivers, but we are going to bring a female driver on the line right now. Welcome to the show, Saber Cook. We appreciate you coming on. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Well, we're excited to have you, and I bet you're excited about coming to Austin. Yeah, I am. Um, it's a great track and beautiful facility, and um excited to eat some barbecue. <laughs> we know a place or two. Saber, i got to ask, uh, are you using simulators? Have you been here before? What, what's your uh, current experience with Coda? Uh, so the first time... I've actually, well, I saw Coda the first time when I was, oh, geez, a few years ago. I actually came and I was working at the X Games, but, um, so I got to see it then, but I didn't actually get to drive it until, uh, earlier this year. I drove it in a Spec Racer Ford, uh, Gen 3, so nothing exciting, and we didn't really get very many, like, green flag laps or anything, so quite a bit different than the F4 car. And um, other than that, I'm actually in Toronto now um, going to do some sim work tomorrow. Fantastic. So get prepared for this weekend. Fantastic. And, you know, I can tell you the sims are, are really great with Coda. And, uh, Jonathan, we were talking about turn 19. Yeah. Has that little trick for the exit that's not on sims. No, it's very off camber. If you, and if you're not expecting it, the Sims don't give you everything you need. Mm. And we've seen many a driver in every series and every bike series, series yep. uh, go a little bit too deep into 19 and end up on the other side uh, and getting into trouble with the officials for, for going Extending way too wide, including F1 stars. Especially well. in 2012, the very first. Right. Uh, that turned 19 in Friday and Saturday practice every, it was like 80% of the cars were going wide. Sabre, I got a question. Um, you are an accomplished kart racer now in F4. How has that transition been? Because that is, the, I think, the, the major step. Uh, there's a lot of uh, kids that start in karting and are successful as you've been, uh, very uh, successful. But then that transition to car racing is difficult. Yeah, it's it's, it's a super difficult transition. And... Um, I mean, I think the best way to be successful with it is just have, you know, a good team around you to help you make that transition. So I think it's important to put yourself like, um, you know, you start, I think sim work helps a bit, but I think you can kind of go the wrong way because I think a lot of young kids, they get on a sim and they get in a car and they tend to get in trouble a little bit. But I mean, it's obviously it's seat time. It's just getting getting used to the, you know, the weight transfer is the biggest thing. And mm -hmm. I think um, understanding like how the car works and exactly kind of like what you should be feeling right off the bat is super important. So I think, um, get, you know, like, you know, like I said, getting with the right people and knowing exactly how you're supposed to drive the car and how you're like what you're supposed to feel, I think it is really important because I think I didn't really have that initially. And so then I kind of had to, you know, relearn. And then I kind of had a bit of a steeper learning curve this year when I, when I, um, you know, had some more experienced people come around me. You're going to say, yeah, but you were also just so people got the record straight. You also studied mechanical engineering. Um, so that, that, that doesn't do any harm when it comes to doing exactly what you just said, which is understanding how the mechanics work and how, how, what is going on underneath you mechanically is going on uh, and how you can react to it. Yeah, exactly. I think it's, I mean, you don't need to, 
I'm not saying everybody needs to go get a mechanical engineering degree, but I think it's important just to know like simple things on, you know, so you can better talk to your engineers and there's a bit of a different, you know, there's a little bit like almost like a language barrier. There's kind of like you're learning another language almost sometimes because it's not, it's not the same as encoding. Right. So I think it's important for, for young kids to just kind of, you know, research it. And especially with like today's technology, like go on YouTube, watch some YouTube videos for like an hour and you learn, you'll learn a lot. So I think that's important. I've heard other race teams and drivers, like Tony Calderon was on, he was saying the exact same thing about Mm -hmm. how it is almost a language barrier because if you understand and know the the parts and and the mechanics and all that, but well, Saber, I'm sitting here looking at your your career. Amazing. Eight times Colorado State champion, three times tag world US champion, uh, on and on and on. Uh, You have had a phenomenal career. Yeah, I've I've had a... Great success in Cardi and really been ble- been blessed to have all those opportunities and um, get put them with you know great teams and great mechanics and um, people around me. So it's just um, it's definitely been a little frustrating for me, you know, coming into cars and, and not having the results that I wanted this year. And I think it's just it's difficult, you know, as everyone will tell you, with you know not having enough budget. And then I made the transition a little bit later with you know just the way my my life went and with school it made it hard to you know 100% focus on this until until now so i think it it worked against me a little bit but i you know i just i guess like it it helps keep me positive to know cuz like i feel like if i've been able to do it in karting i can do it in cars once i just have all the tools lined up correctly and it comes together well, we're excited about having you here next weekend. We know a lot of the F4 guys and F3 guys uh, f- from last year as well. We had uh, Dakota on last week. Um, uh, Kazuba's been on, and we've had a few. Kyle Cook has been on many times. Uh, in fact, he helped us do some commentary last year. It was great. But, uh, but i got to ask, it's got, I can't not have you on the show and ask you this. What do you think of this W Series? Because it's great to get a female uh, impersonation of what was literally announced a couple of days ago. Um, are you for this, against it? Do you think it needs to be happen, or is it necessary? Uh, <laughs> of course, it's, you know, it's a, it's a very touchy subject at the moment, but um, honestly, like, I tried at first, when I when I first heard of it and was approached on it a, a little while ago, and, you know, there, I knew that it was in the works, I was, I'll be honest, at first I was like, I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't think it's, you know, I, I just had a little conflict morally on, on being, on being okay with it. And, you know, the, I had some people around me, they were like, just think about it. And if it was, if you look at it from a guy's perspective, you know, if, if someone were to offer any driver, male or female, if they were to offer for you to go race an F3 car in Europe with F1 <laughs> for free, would you turn that down? Like no one in their right mind is going to turn that down. So I think I, I really appreciate like what all the investors are trying to do. And they're trying to, you know, they're trying to invest more in women and, and get them, you know, to where the ratio is a little bit, you know, more acceptable. And I, I get that they're, they have the best interest at heart. And I appreciate that they're trying to do that. I don't necessarily, I definitely don't think we need our own series. But um, I think maybe maybe if it would have been put towards, you know, like a scholarship program to help women, you know, race current series, I think that would have been an amazing idea. But um, 
I definitely I appreciate what they're doing, and so I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna say no to to an opportunity like that. Like it, it would be it would be almost it would be ridiculous to 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 not do it if it was such a such a great opportunity and all that free seat time. Like especially with how much I struggle with budget, it's just it's almost impossible for me to say no. Yeah, and I, it's funny. I do a lot of the junior series, F3 included, Macau and Toyota Racing Series. I know Tatia Calderon. Um, we um, um, Nielsen's been on the show. We know Catherine Legg very well. And these are all girls that you know that have made it. Uh, you know, Lynn St. James has been on the show, um, and and it is tough. Uh, and I always get the similar story: is that that, that what annoys me is I, I cannot believe a sport that doesn't embrace what effectively is a huge marketing opportunity, let alone everything else. Um, because exactly. you can compete at exactly the same level and you've proved it in karting. Um, you know, it just it just amazes me that, 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 that there isn't more opportunity. And I think that time is changing. And I think girls like yourself um, competing, you know, in F4, F3, I hope. Well, tell us what your plan is. What, what do you hope to do? Uh, I mean... I ran USF mostly this year and, uh, and just doing the last couple races in F4 to, you know, it's a little more affordable and, um, get some more seat time. But next year, I mean, I officially can't confirm on what I'd like to do. Mm-hmm. Just, I'm trying to decide, you know, whether to go back with the Maserati Dindy or do, you know, maybe do the USF three. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. And then again, now considering, you know, the W series and everything. So it's, I'm, I'm not 100% sure what my plans are, but I definitely have a lot more funding um, already prepared for next year than I have had this year. So I'm I'm really looking forward to like putting an actual full proper season together next year and um, being being starting off on the right foot. Well, Saber, we just got a minute left or so. I, I, I got to ask you, you've got to be excited about being in the same paddock you know, I I say that, but I know it's a little different the way they lay it at her. But being in the same event as the Formula One drivers, and you just got to be over the top about that. Yeah, I mean, who <laughs> wouldn't be? Like that's you know, it's like uh, that's a major draw of being able to run the race. And um, I've actually never seen an F one race in real life before, <laughs> so I'm really really excited to to be able to actually experience that. And um, especially you know at Coda, it's a gorgeous facility, so I think it's going to be an amazing time and um i mean i wish we got more track time but you can't really complain if you're running with f1 so <laughs> no. uh, i think it's i think it's gonna be a good weekend well i'll tell you one thing none of them have got a toffee sponsor <laughs> and that impressed me more than anything else hey there you go a girl with a toffee sponsor if you can't get behind that boys and girls i don't know what you can't get behind hey tell us tell us I'm what actually- to look Go on. Uh, I'm, ha- I'm handing out like free samples as well <laughs> for the entrance toffee. So if anybody wants some, it's it's amazing. And I'm not I'm not just saying that. <laughs> like I would go like buy it even before they got on board and everything. And it's it's amazing. So if anybody wants to try it, you can you're welcome to stop by VRG and get some. Well, listen, there's going to be a lot of girls uh, out there, I'm sure, especially looking at you and thinking, "Wow, that would be cool." Somebody can, so, yeah, I can so do tell this. us, yeah, so tell us what to look for in terms of the colours of the car and the team, so that um, yeah, uh, we can we can make make sure you get noticed. So uh, this weekend we'll be running. It's I'm running with VRD is the team, and the colours of the car this weekend are going to be it's like a matte grey and uh, bright red. Is oh, the yeah. main colours of the car. 
I think Senna when I hear that. Kind of <laughs> ah. Saber Cook, thank you for coming on Speed City. We really appreciate it. We wish you the best of luck coming up this weekend and with your career. You got a, a lot of choices to make, but uh, best of luck and thanks for coming on. And stay in touch with the show. I will. Thank you guys so much for having me. Good luck this weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Drive Bye. safe. All right, guys, we got to take a break. You're listening to Speed City. We are live in Austin, Texas, back after some quick messages. Lone Star Rallycross, a family-friendly, time-trial, loose-surface racing series with affordable events, quality competition, and an emphasis on having fun. Co-founded by multi-time SCCA solo and Rallycross national champion, Rally America class champion, and Pikes Peak Hill Climb winner Breanne Korn and her brother Kevin Korn. Race the same car you drive to work on Monday. Just 20 minutes from Circuit of the Americas at the state's only purpose-built Rallycross facility. Online at LoneStarRallycross.com. Hey, beer people, it's Christine Salas. And I'm Daytona. Salas Brewery is back in Austin and brewing again. Oh, Salas does it ring a bell for some of you? Well, for the last 17 years, we've been crafting the perfect comeback. We've returned to our roots with Salas White, a famous local favorite. Plus, we're creating some fresh new brews. And whether it's the first time you've tasted our family's legendary beer, or the millionth, we're thrilled to be back. Swing by your local store, watering hole, or our brewery, and let's catch up over beers. Salas, Austin's original craft brewery. Envy Augusta motorcycles are the epitome of Italian style, precisely crafted with a passion for two-wheel art on wheels. Ducati Austin are the only Envy Augusta and Ducati factory authorized technicians in Austin, servicing all European brands. Check the Brutali Sport Naked, the most extreme essential naked bike ever. Or the Turismo Veloce 800, the first revolutionary tourer to be built by Envy Augusta. Or if you want a pedigree steeped in racing, then look no further than the World Supersport winning triple F3, 675 and 800. Or go all out for the ultimate legendary F4 Envy Augusta. Italian style with Texas soul. Trade-in, consignments welcome and financing available. Ducati Austin and the home of Envy Augusta at 818 Breaker Lane, just east of I-35. So, I hear you like listening to Talk 1370. That's very good. Now, what do I got to do to get you to listen a little bit more? It's an offer you can't refuse. The Big Cash Bribe on Talk 1370. Your chance to win $1,000 every hour, every weekday between 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Right after CBS News on the hour. Take the cash and the canola. Message and data rates apply in this multi-market contest. Brought to you by WeFixMoney.com. Need emergency cash? Check out WeFixMoney.com for more. Listen to Talk 1370 anytime, anywhere with the all-new Radio.com app. Check your phone's app store or visit Talk1370.com slash app. Hello, I'm Felipe Massa and this is Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. So one week from tonight, you'll be able to hear this artist live right here in Austin at the Formula One event right about the same time. Then she come over a cup of tea later, do you think? I don't know. You just have to invite her. Okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. I have a feeling it's more complicated than that, Jonathan. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I think she's probably got people to... She's got peoples. <laughs> She's got peoples that do tea for her. Well, that, that filter people like you that are trying to serve her tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> All right. Well, we have in studio Andy Stobart, head of head of communications for the Renault F1 team. Andy, what do you think about this whole W series? I know that this is there's so many angles you can think about this, but what's your thought on it? Uh, yeah, th- there are many different angles, and I don't know what a right answer is. Um, we know that you know motorsport is available uh, to female competitors. We know that there are not a percentage terms many there. So anything that could appeal and could get more interest, get more female drivers, competitors out there, um, why not? What, what is the big objection to it? There are female categories for a lot of sports. You know, women can play men at tennis, but there are separate ones. Golf, any any sport, you know, where there's uh, you know, the, why not motorsport as well? Anything that gets more people going to car tracks, going yeah. racing anywhere, um, doubling your yeah, audience. We we would love to have. I'd love to see a, a female uh, Formula One driver. I think that's what uh, that kind of changed my mind was that I heard one girl say, "I'm going to do this series as well as do what I'm already doing." Um, and so that kind of was like, in other words, there's an option now to do an all female series for whatever that works or doesn't work, and it's free to enter, and there's big prize money. So there's an opportunity there, and there are so few opportunities. I'm thinking about the, the young guys. It's like, like I said, there's a marketing opportunity for a girl, and Danica Patrick has proved it. She had more following and more sponsorship with GoDaddy and so on and so forth with her career than any of the IndyCar drivers over the years. And um, so, you know, it can be done, and it can be done at the highest level. Okay. Yeah, that, no one's I'm promising Sabre has to be better than Danica. <laughs> Better than Danica. <laughs> what were you going to say, On the Andy? Track. I was going to say, nobody, nobody has said uh, that a female driver can't drive an F1. Nope. Yeah. Absolutely well, yep. not. Well, you know, Danica Patrick actually was yeah. invited to race Formula One. Bernie asked yep. a couple of times to get her there and just didn't pan out. Hey, Andy, I got to ask you, um, we've got you in studio. It's such a fantastic opportunity. I, I want to ask you about, and this a little bit touchy, but you, obviously you can say what you can, but... What about Liberty Media? You know, we, I, what's you guys take on what they've done so far, what their plans are? And I know there's a lot of things we still don't know yet. Yeah, I mean, they've got big plans. They, they've come into the sport. They've been there a couple of years now. Uh, there is definite change we're seeing in the paddock. It is a different place. I think um, you, there was only there was only ever one Bernie Eccleston. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, he did tremendous things for the sport and he did it his very particular way. Uh, Liberty Media are obviously going about things very differently. Um, the ultimate sport's the same, you know, the, the, we're still racing cars out on track. Um, but it is a period of transition and change. It, it's a fascinating time to be in the sport. Mm. But then equally, in all the time I've been in the sport, it's been a fascinating time to be in it. So <laughs> it, it's, yeah, it, it's interesting. You've got to be, you look at you, what you do for a living, and it's just an amazing opportunity to be in the middle of Formula One. You know, I... Uh, people that have gone and left their left the their careers in Formula One and look back, it's it's got to be just you got to be pinching yourself half the time too. It, it, it's you you have to stop and reflect to pinch yourself because it is very much that is your job. That's what you're doing through the year. You know you, you you're always doing it. Uh, I mean I've done over 200 Grand Prix, so uh, wow. That's hmm. a, you know, four day uh, weekend or four day weekend sort of thing. So that's that's a lot of them. over eight hundred days stood at a track uh, doing that. So 
uh, yeah, you do, you do stop and reflect sometimes. I think, yeah, you know, wow, this is quite this is quite something and special. But most of the time, you're thinking, right, I've got an interview coming up there. I want to grab a coffee. <laughs> I want to go and do this, and you, you're just getting on with that. That is the job. That is we the have job a request do. though, because we see all of you. Uh, with the little microphones, and we always sit there and watch. And I go, "There's Andy," yeah. uh, and there's you know, and we we always think that the girls especially need to kind of come up with some sort of expression on their face because they just sort of <laughs> look rather blankly. You always have a kind of a I can see I can see the the, the mind going, but we always have a shot of, of of press and PR while the drivers are doing their interviews, and it always amuses us. Oh uh, yeah, we, we we're going to keep uh, deadpan. And <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's that's the funniest thing when somebody the, asks a tough question. It's like oh, deadpan. Yeah, that's a, a tough question or the, the driver's being uh, and I, I, uh, I'm alongside Nico a lot and he's been asked the same question for the 20th time <laughs> he's, he's thinking why am I doing this yeah. Um, but yeah it, it's interesting unfortunately people like Nico uh, and I'm sure I, I can see this is going to happen with Daniel Ricciardo next year they try and bring you into the um, the question too why don't you ask um Andy, that question. So yeah. it's, uh, <laughs> he does try and put me on the spot, but you know, oh, that's part of the game. That's, that's brilliant. All good fun. Andy Stobart, thank you so much for coming on the show. We got to go, guys, but I want to talk about next weekend. Obviously, you can hear we're going to do a play by play broadcast right here on Talk 1370 starting at one o'clock. So uh, you'll be able to hear that. Also, check out our website because we have a pre show and a post show that you can hear. So go to our website, speedcitybroadcast.com. And also, all yes. week this week, we will be playing F4 and F3 interviews that we've done throughout the season, including the one you just heard with Sabre. Uh, we've got uh, Dakota Dickerson, the new champion, Carl Kirkwood. Uh, it's all there on our app and on SoundCloud. Yeah, and also, if you're if you're at Coda, you can also tune in on the Coda app because our broadcast will be on the Coda app as well. So, thank you all very much. Look forward to next weekend, and we will talk to you next week. Happy trails. Ciao, y'all. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.